0: Well, hello. We're back. We are back. <laughs> this is um, this is season three, episode two. So, if people are hearing this, that means we made it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We made it through. We made it through to.
1: Who could ones. say these
0: days? I mean, <laughs> I know there's really no telling. Honestly, it's a wild ride getting here, probably. Um, I don't even know that, but I can probably predict that that's true. <laughs> um, but we are back. That means um, that by now we would have done the whole season three premiere, we would have launched our new merch, mm-hmm.
1: we would have
0: had a, our Ladybird watch party. Hopefully, it's that the went future. well.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the future. Um, so we're back and of course um we're we're back true to cinema rolls form and we're going to be talking about um some oh, women empowerment women <laughs> our favorite topic women if you wanted to um, describe this
1: podcast in one gif it would just be the Run Runnin' women gif like that's it just that's true <laughs> women <laughs>
0: perfect guests for this episode um I'm very excited like trying to build up all the anticipation Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yes but today on our little podcast we have a person who I am such a huge fan of um personally uh but, you know, I can gush about that all day, but that might be a little, a little weird. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I'll let her go ahead and introduce herself. We have Rosianna Halstraw-Has here. Rosianna, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm
2: so glad to be invited yeah. on. It's so nice to also just do different things in this very um, monotonous world. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right now. But it's, I'm so
0: excited to talk about films and women. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, women. That's all we
0: do here. Um, do you want to tell the people who you are? What yeah. What you do? So, how um, you got here? It's always hard to so talk what, what I do because
2: I'm a bit of a scrapbook. I do everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But, so I am a YouTuber. I'm a writer. I'm a film producer. I'm a podcast producer. Um, I work primarily with John Green, the author of The Fault in Our Stars, on online video and film and like philanthropy and basically any idea he comes up with, we're like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And our most recent thing that we've been loving doing through uh, lockdown, but we started last year is a book club called Life's Library. Um, And we've been doing some watch alongs with that as well, that hopefully we'll do more um cool. we recently watched the adaptation of journey to the center of the earth from 1959 oh my gosh. which i grew oh, up watching and was such a favorite of mine and i somehow Very tricked cool. everyone else into watching it with me
1: <laughs> i thought you were talking about the brendan Fraser one so i was like no ah. oh no
2: 1959 you've got pat boone singing for some reason many many miles into the center of the earth <laughs> there's Amazing. a duck called gertrude um they wow. didn't have all the tech to do dinosaurs so they glued like little stegosaurus bits onto lizards like it's all great amazing <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible yeah. what Innovation. a lovely time yeah it's practical <laughs> I love practical effects like that's I, that's one of the things that absolutely is just so much fun to be like how did they do that oh yeah that's
0: weird <laughs> oh yes um, I love watching, like, behind-the-scenes videos of those types of movies. Yeah. Where you're like, what? How did somebody have the brain to
1: think about doing this? Yeah, wild, like, wild. it's funny. You watch something like 2001, A Space Odyssey, and it looks so good. It's a little boring, to be honest, if we're talking about, <laughs> But it looks very good. And you're just like, how is this possible? This was made in, like, what? Was it 50? It was either 59 or 69. One of the two. It I, I want to say made, 59, but I uh, don't know. I think I'm just picking. I think one. it was. It was really, really long ago. Um, and I'm just blown away by how good it looks. And then you watch something like Gravity, and it's like very animated, and you can tell that the ship is CGI. And you're like, "This looks. How does this look worse? Like, like even even Sandra Bullock
2: looks animated. I'm not totally sure that she was yeah. really in the film. Uh, yeah. um, right.
1: I mean, doesn't she just look like that in every film though? Yeah. She, just she breathing just, really like an hard, um, <laughs> <laughs> being upset. I'm a gravity hater too. <laughs> Let's add I'm more gathering. movies to the list. <laughs> the only well, good thing actually, about like, it is its, it's runtime. Uh, it's
2: it's funny that you. Um... Mentioned 2001, because I recently was about to watch for the first time Dr. Strangelove. I've been watching loads of black and white films for some reason. I've never seen Mm it. Um, And I actually had to go off and do a work call, so I didn't finish it. But even just like the title Mm -hmm. sequence, I was like, this is so contemporary. Like, I've (laughs) seen this on YouTube channels. I've seen people using
1: this font. Um, I mean, Kubrick is definitely ahead of his time in every way.
2: In in every Like, he was predicting YouTube beauty bloggers and like what they'd make. Mm -hmm. Amazing.
0: Very cool. I love that. Um, we're gonna ask you a question. So we normally ask this question every guest. I was so excited about um recording the season three premiere. We didn't even ask Nicole, so we might have to have her send us I know, her answer this question. It's the most important question. (laughs) Um, we start off by asking our guests just What is your relationship with movies? Like, if you like them, why do you like them? If you don't like them, what are you doing on this podcast? But also, why don't you like them? Um, If you have a complicated relationship with movies, that's fine. That's a safe space for that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But just what is your relationship like with movies? Did you grow up with them? How do you feel about them now, especially, you know, during the pandemic? Just, you know. How do you feel about
2: movies? Um, So I definitely grew up with them. I have two older sisters who are eight and nine years older than me. So there's quite a big gap. Mm -hmm. And it meant I watched Mm -hmm. things like Arachnophobia when I was like six. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there was a lot of definite like inappropriate quote unquote film watching from a young age. And it also means that a lot of the films that I consider like films I grew up watching are films like Overboard (laughs) and um, Mm -hmm. Crocodile Dundee, which are like real 80s hits, but not so much 90s. Um, So I was always a bit like not watching the films that my friends were watching. And um, we never owned any like, well we owned very few real VHS. We always owned um, things that were taped off the TV. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my memories of films are also of like the ads that they had at the time uh, for like shampoo or whatever that are so dated. Um, and, and going to the cinema was like really special, I remember that. Um, yeah, we didn't really like rent films because it was expensive. Um, but then when I became a teen- teenager and I like had babysitting money and I, I had my job and stuff, um, going with my friends was such a fun thing to do. Like I really remember the one that weirdly sticks out is watching Avengers Assemble with my friends.
0: Oh my gosh. And
2: like I hadn't grown up with comic books and I, I didn't have a connection to them at all. But I remember just watching it being like this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm like this is great. <laughs> and yeah. and that being such a specific experience. Like I didn't think I was going to love this, and I thought it was amazing. Um oh. so I think actually like with friends that became my introduction to cinema as an experience. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, now I'm just like I miss the cinema all the time. I did get to go quite recently when they reopened again. Um in the run up to Tenet they showed um, Inception again in IMAX oh, which I just love, love so cool. much and um, yes. and then my friend loves uh, The Dark Knight so I went with him to see The Dark Knight as well and then saw Tenet uh, but other than that I've just been in like <laughs> hiding yeah. from the cinema and missing it
0: I know yeah
1: no absolutely I know. have you uh,
0: I don't know what it's like there I, I keep talking about like because drive-in movie theaters are my kind of like savior right now. Wow, yeah. Like that's giving me like the it's fill, it's like sort of filling the emptiness yeah. not yeah. quite, but sort of. And then obviously like LA Sarah, she's like, if I go to a drive-in movie, I have to drive like an hour there yeah. and, an hour and I'm back. doing
1: it. I'm still doing it. She's doing it. Oh, Wow. I, there's actually they're doing Beyond Fest, so um, they're premiering a lot of scary movies out here in LA at a drive-in. Um, and oh, that's I... that's pretty fun. Oh, I bought tickets to see Freaky, which is the new... It's Catherine Newton and, um, and... What's his name? Vince Vaughn. Um, and it's, like, a body swap oh, yes. movie, but it's in the vein of, like, Happy Death Day. Um, I got tickets to see St. Maud 2, which is a new A24 horror movie. Oh, amazing. And I'm, like, so freaking excited. It is gonna be the highlight of my year, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am gonna have to drive two hours around trip
2: wow and so do you t- like so i've never been to a drive through because we didn't really have them here like they started to have like a couple as like special events now because of the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, but like also no one i know
0: drives or has a car uh, <laughs> which is right. like kind of crucial yeah, but do you tune in is... on the
2: radio is that how they play the audio yeah yeah,
0: yeah that's so fun yeah so it's... like each screen or each movie it has like its own like channel Station, and you just yeah. like yeah wow yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah i, I went and saw that. broken hearts gallery the other day um and i actually really i saw
0: tenet I saw Tenet at the drive-in theater. Oh, wow. Um, and, like, that was very uh, interesting because <laughs> as – so, like, uh, other Sarah hasn't seen it yet, and this is not a spoiler, but Tenet for me okay. was, like, the kind of movie – It, was, <laughs> yeah, it, it sure. was just the kind of movie where, like, if you miss, like, two seconds, yes. you suddenly are like, I don't know what's happening. And so, like, because it was at the, you know, at the drive-in, there would be, like, a moment where a car would just kind of, like, drive past, like <laughs> – find a spot or like whatever and you know, pass in front of us and I would be like, I don't know what just happened and I no longer know what's happening and yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> or like the radio, like because 'cause you're in control of your own sound system. oh Wow. And the
2: sound <laughs> like is like you're listening really in a car because it was all filmed on IMAX cameras. they're
1: like
0: Yeah, and I was like, What did he, what did he say? What did she what did he say? Who's what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's like, what? the only subtitles um, that pop over when the blah sound effect yeah, goes yeah. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> or
2: like confusing. when the when the plane comes in, it's
0: like we did this for real <laughs> <laughs> i was like what is happening and there's also um again because it's it felt like a whole experience because like rosianna you know there was like a whole plane s- yeah. scene moment and there's like a moment with that plane and then we saw a plane <gasps> fully drive over the drive-in theater and I was like this is too real but also that plane was very loud and I was like I don't know what I'm very overwhelmed
1: there's (laughs) some obstacles to it for sure is what I've noticed
0: but it's it's helping me a little bit but I don't know and um Indianapolis had so the Heartland Film Festival actually did the whole film festival in conjunction with that with the Tibbs Drive-in oh, Theater wow. because oh, I love they were Heartland. like we have to do yeah they're like we have to do this film fest how and so they just like got a bunch of the screens there and showed a lot of the movies. I associate it so
2: strongly with that. Um, uh, oh my God, what's your your massive cinema uh,
0: AMC? Is it AMC? Yeah, Castleton mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. Mall. <laughs> like yes. that's my memory yes. of Parklands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. I a, I sh- I've shared the story on the on the podcast before. That's the at Heartland Film Fest at that AMC where I like almost fought a man <laughs> just to go I almost fought a man to go and see the movie Waves.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Hey like, speaking of no fighting men Good female <laughs> empowerment. There we go. That's a good It's good. Sarah Hanloser's the
0: game. You best were just like waiting for the
2: moment and he kind of skated
0: and crushed it. Yeah. She's the only one that keeps this podcast on track. Oh. Like, she That
1: really
0: was is, that was good.
1: It was just too good to pass up, you know <laughs> So, today. <laughs> yes. So, today. What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> movies that are empowering to us as women. Um, and mm-hmm. that can mean a lot of things, I think. I think that, you know, empowerment can be like sexual empowerment, can be like empowerment from fighting and standing up for yourself, like physically, or it can just be empowerment of like seeing something on the screen that you're like, I thought I was the only one that thought that or did that. And some of you just put it into words. And now I, like, feel justified in existing this way instead of feeling so weird. So, yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know who wants to... You, Sarah, you want to kick it off with an empowering movie?
0: I can. I can kick it off because I, I'll say this movie and then I don't necessarily want to, like, go into it. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that very recently I watched Yes, God, Yes which stars Natalia mm. Dyer yeah. and I'm just just gonna say after that movie I was like I feel better yeah just mm-hmm. about my life I don't yeah that's it there was a short version of it um that I watched last year I think um and so I watched the short and I remember watching the short and going I want this to be a whole movie and then finding out it was gonna be a whole movie mm-hmm. <laughs> I so I like, did oh, that this just a you <laughs> Yeah, I was
1: like, they did that for me. How empowering! That that movie is fantastic. I, me and Boston just watched it the other day. It's so good. Yes, I um, loved uh, it. And I just like, her coincidentally her
2: watched it as well, like two, three weeks ago. And I was like, this is wow. amazing. I just bought it on iTunes. Yes. And I was like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. I'll watch it. And, and and she's fantastic in it as well. She's oh so,
0: good. so good. Her performance. I, I mean, I'm you know like obsessed with her anyway, as most people Stranger are, think, things, because yeah. of Stranger Things. Um, but I, so I love her. I hate her character on Stranger Things so much that like, I had a, yeah, where I was like, do I, like, how do I, how do I hate Nancy? But I love her. (laughs) Nancy is kind
1: of a pick me girl. Is she not? Like, (laughs) like like Nancy, honestly, I was mad at first that Steve and Nancy weren't together and then I was like, no, Steve deserves better. That boy. <laughs> Steve deserves better. <laughs> he deserves a woman who knows who she is. You know.
0: <laughs> oh, and honestly, though, like her, I mean, that's just like proves, you know, her acting chops. She yeah, she's fantastic. plays this character I hate so well, and I love her. And no, but her, like, her performance in Yes, God, Yes made me, I don't know, I just... I'm such, I'm even more of a fan of hers. Like she delivered that performance with such, she's like the amount that I feel like it takes any actor to get, to like hold it in during a performance is always more impressive to me than when an actor like fully Nicholas cages it Mm -hmm. and like, let's lose. (laughs) Like the way that she showed so much restraint in her performance. Oh, it's so good. You you feel like she's
2: genuinely shy and she's genuinely quiet and she's genuinely finding this awkward. Um,
0: the um, lesbian bar scene at the end of the movie is so is good. Oh, that's my favorite scene in any movie from this year.
1: that i It like it made me feel hugged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like well, it reminded me a lot of um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, it's uh, it's in this. It's not in the same thing. I don't, it's a conversion therapy movie, but it's heavily satirized. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Natasha Leon. Um, and, oh, Selma Blair, maybe? Uh, but it's, like, from way back, uh, and it's so good, and there's, there's a scene where the kids, like, escape, and they run into, like, this, ki- this group of just, like, gay men who are taking care of kids who have escaped oh from my this gosh. conversion camp, oh my and gosh. it's, like, the most sweet and wholesome, accepting Ooh. moment, and it, it did kind of, it was almost like a callback to that, but more subtle and muted, um, yeah. Yeah. because it felt like you know she was just. I mean, it was so sweet because you can tell that the, the lesbian biker gal um identifies right away what her deal is because she, she just can't hide oh, yeah. how she's feeling and what is going on and then you know once she finally feels understood and like oh wait not everyone not my entire world feels the way that is making me feel isolated. It's such yeah. a great moment, um, it's beautiful. I really, really dug that movie a lot.
2: It made me think a lot of also of um, Saved, which I remember watching when I was like a yes. teenager. <laughs> I loved so much at the time, also because like I was brought up very religious, but then kind of stepped away from it, and it was one of the first times mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, that experience was really reflected. But it was done in mm-hmm. a very like big, hammy, showy way, and it's like this big, loud dynamic. And Yes Go Yes was one of those films that was like, oh, I wish I'd had that. Like, that was so much more accurately my experience. Um, But now I'm so excited that people do have that. And like, I did, I just had it, you know, 10 years later than maybe would have been ideal.
1: Yeah. So many movies that have empowered me have been movies that I was like, oh my gosh, if I had been able to watch this when I was 14, like, okay, I'm gonna bring it up. We're, we are always going to talk about it. Um, it's just gonna happen. Any character that Greta I, Gerwig has ever <laughs> yes. done, I guessed it. I guessed it in my head. Yes. Every time. I mean Ladybird's behind character. me on the wall and Princess yes. right. over here. I, it hot. Hot. Um, I
0: literally I have Mistress America on my list. Yeah. Like, literally. Um, but like Greta Gerwig's character. There's but, little women, like
1: literally. But Ladybird was such a moment of like I was that I'm like an Aquarius moon whatever. I'm like very I was that I'm different. I'm quirky. You know like I listen to music that nobody else she listens She says to. as she's like her hair is like fading out pink. It's it's literally <laughs> faded nasty pink right now. Um and I just you watch Ladybird be who she is angrily unapologetically abrasively um and I just remember feeling like everyone was nobody no it was the whole nobody understands me my mom doesn't get me she my mom hates me she doesn't care about me like all this stuff and watching ladybird was actually like a very reconciliatory moment for me because i was like no i i mean i was a lot to handle at that age i i identify so strongly with ladybird and she was a lot to handle um (laughs) but i was just trying to feel out like who who did i want to be who, yeah. who, what identity did I want to claim for myself and my mom was there and feeling the same er, knowing that like she had been through these things before and could help me but she didn't know how to communicate it and she did it sometimes in a way that was abrasive and not helpful and so I think that Lady Bird and Marion's relationship in the movie is so empowering to know like okay girls who have girl moms deal with the exact same things everywhere and you know trying to claim an identity and figure out who you are is so difficult um and just finding out that somebody else like you know hated everything they were doing but was doing it anyway because they didn't know any different um and changing herself to for timothy chalamet to like her and all of this wouldn't these, we all wouldn't we all i mean i'm i'm doing that currently <laughs> but uh just i ladybird was so empowering for me and i do remember when i saw it in 2017 i was a sophomore in college and i was like gosh i wish i had had this when i was younger like yeah. i really
2: do yeah i specifically wrote down like Ladybird relationship with mother. <laughs> like that's yes. just specific There are two like yes. the two big things that I think of with that are the um, opening scene, obviously, like that transition from like listening mm. to the audiobook and then like suddenly fighting just felt yes. so real. And then also the scene in the thrift shop where yes. you yes. just, kind of like, yes. like, <laughs> just tell me you're like yes. And like that sense Gosh. of just like utter betrayal from someone, like you're feeling insecure and you're not sure mm-hmm. and you're but then you're excited and then suddenly the mom having the power like feeling like the mom has the power to ruin your day or like ruin mm-hmm. something um but then also now like the more and more i watch it like the more i see it from Marion's perspective as well and like yeah. how mm-hmm. it just kind of comes out of her mouth and she doesn't realize sometimes what she's saying yeah. or she does realize what she said but a second too late um yeah and i just think that yeah that relationship is
1: so beautifully painted and so mm-hmm. real it's um, so wonderful because it is it is so real right like you as, when you're a ladybird, when you're a teenager, you're like, my mom does this stuff on purpose. She's older than me. She's perfect. She should understand what she's doing and change it. And that's not the case. Parents are human. And Marion yeah. is so human. She's written so, you know, she's real. Like, She's not a TV mom where they do everything right and, and they always have the sage advice when their daughter comes to them with some issue. She's imperfect. She's like, Lady Bird, you frustrate the crap out of me. I have a very stressful life and you make it more stressful. But at the same time, she wants to be that good mom for Lady Bird. And, I mean, obviously the ending scene is heart-wrenching. Um, yeah. The moment where they have these parallel experiences of, like, getting emotional about driving in Sacramento. And she turns around to go back to the airport because she's just heartbroken that this is, that, that this is the last thing she's not said to Ladybird, rather. But um, it's so beautiful. And then the second that Lady Bird is out on her own, that maturity comes upon her of, like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And my mom was right about a lot of stuff, even if she did it the wrong way. There's so much grace and forgiveness that comes from that. And I think it's really beautiful, um, the way that it's that it's played out by Greta Gerwig. So good.
0: I want someone to like do a compilation of all of the times we talk about Lady Bird <laughs> on this podcast,
1: yeah. and just
0: like just compile it into just one long form podcast. That literally it probably would last a full twenty four hours. I'm guessing. It deserves <laughs> it. it <laughs> we does. devote a lot of time to talking about Lady Bird on this podcast. Um, I think we could go like through Greta Gerwig characters all day, but Rosanna, do you have like a non-Greta? Yeah, like, movie?
2: so a big one for me, um, which was one of the few real VHS that we had <laughs> growing up, uh, because I think someone was moving house and gave it to us, was Erin um, Brockovich. And that was mm. such a big film for me because I watched it before even I fully understood it. I think I must've mm-hmm. been like 10 or so when I first watched Erin Brockovich. And I wasn't, there were a lot of nuances of the film that I didn't get, and the, you know, even the plot of what was happening. But I saw so many of the choices that she had to make, and, I, and that was, I think, something that I gravitated towards immediately, was like, this is a woman who has been put in a really unfortunate circumstance, and she has to pick between shit choices. Like, she has to pick mm-hmm. between things that aren't good options, and she has to push and, and really... I don't know, I I was kind of brought up in a sort of microculture of like, you don't push, you don't be loud, you don't be visible, you disappear. And then that's sort of enhanced by (laughs) Britain (laughs) as a culture of like, polite and proper. And you know, Mm. even if someone like skipped ahead of you in a queue, like you tut and you frown, but you don't like say anything. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. here was this woman, portrayed by Julia Roberts being, you know, Julia Roberts and right. big head and mm-hmm. brilliant, um, saying I will take up space essentially is what, it, w- what communicated to me. I will take up space, mm-hmm. I will get what I want um, because this is important and because there are things that are standing in my way that might not necessarily be the fault of this person behind the desk, but that doesn't mm-hmm. matter, like I still have to do it. And it was that yeah. just, um, proactiveness of her character that I think really spoke to me and it wasn't until many years later when I realized that not everyone grew up with Aaron Brockovich on VHS in the house right. that I realized what an important film it was to me because I was like oh no that is one of my favorite films um so yeah that's yeah. that's a big one
1: that's a good
0: that's one it's so interesting because like so I I had such I talked about this before with like my history with movies I had such a sheltered childhood like I didn't see like when I say like oh I wish I had this movie when I was younger I mean that and I also mean like I just wish I had any movie (laughs) like this when I was younger and like when I think like that concept you just said of oh that was pivotal for me as a child and I'm like what did I watch as a child that made me like want to be who I was or whatever. And the only thing that I could think of was the Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm.
1: That's like the only
0: thing that I thought of just that. I'm like Hillary Duff, Lizzie McGuire.
1: You know, pop some star. sometimes I think it is so empowering to like find out, "Oh, wait. Like, yes, I'm in a small town, but people actually do travel and stuff and like leave." Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, yeah, it's a total moment when you live in Monticello, Arkansas, or <laughs> Sheridan, Arkansas, yeah. and you're like, oh, wait, like, people can, you can go do things and have adventures, yeah. and you can do that. That's possible. Like, you know, it seems so far away and far-fetched, but, like, watching people, characters you love, like Lizzie McGuire, do it is a, an empowering moment, I think. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire think that's did that's valid. It.
0: And the songs are just She went to great. Italy and she became a pop star. <laughs>
1: No, but I love I Aaron Brockovich. That. That's, a, that's a lady lawyer movie, so I'm all about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a yes. great one. And any movie where there's women taking up space and, like, standing up for what's right is so yeah. great. Um, I don't know if y'all have watched. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love On the Basis of Sex, but the RBG documentary is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rest I in peace.
2: That. I wanted to yes. re-watch that the other day, actually, obviously, with... Um, with her passing so that's my my list to rewatch soon but yeah fantastic
1: but like she just she used her privilege as a white woman but additionally was like no just because this is the way that things have always been done does not mean that it's the way they should be done and that's a fantastic principle that I think has guided a lot of my like adult life of like just because this is the way we've always done it doesn't mean it needs to continue being that way yeah. Um and she really exemplified that. And watching movies like R B G and watching, you know, and and Aaron Brockovich was a real person too, which is what's so cool. Yeah. it's like the, you you know she's not fictional, she's real. Um, still, I mean, I think she might still be alive. She's but, still um, alive. But yeah, yeah, she's in the yeah. film.
2: She's the waitress in the film. Right, the right. And and it's like uh, that's like the one. F- fact that
1: whenever i watch with other people i'm like hey you know and they're like yeah yeah no are you the are you the person that reads imdb trivia before you go to the watch party because i do yeah
2: yeah usually actually it's like wikipedia (laughs) Uh (laughs) it's just
1: like
0: straight wikipedia like what story is it here and then i end up like reading articles on I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the watching the like panels yeah. that like they, they do at film fests mm-hmm. and I'm just always like, this is so fascinating. I love hearing them talk about this. Yeah. I love it. Um, a movie I, I forgot, I was going through like my letterbox movies, um, just to remind myself of movies I've seen. Cause you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are movies anymore? I don't even know. Um, and I almost forgot about this one. The feeling that I had when watching Unicorn Store when that came out, the Brie Larson directorial debut, amazing. It's not the best movie, um, and I think that's fine. I don't think it wanted to be, but the feeling I got watching it, I don't think that that can be matched Mm -hmm. (laughs) by anything else. It's just this movie about this, like, full grown adult woman who just wants to believe in unicorns <laughs> and who just like wants to be surrounded by like fun art that makes her happy and wants to make things that she thinks are fun to make and the people around her are like no you need to be an adult and you need to take things seriously and you need to have this big girl job and you need to stop believing in unicorns and Samuel L. Jackson is trying to sell her a unicorn. And she's like, I want a unicorn. <laughs> and I just think that that's so sweet. And it's such a pure movie for me. And I just, I don't know, that whole feeling of like, oh, like, how do you, like, grow up and still be, you know, the, like, inner child part of you that, like, does enjoy those little things. But yeah. also, there's, like, an important lesson in the movie, too, I think, where it's like, yes, you should definitely stay in touch with that, like, carefree side of you. But also, like, you do kind of live in this world and you should probably figure out how to also be an adult. Right. It's a balance of both. Like, it doesn't write that off. I spent right. like yesterday Ooh. climbing trees, so. That's <laughs> <Heck> wonderful. <yeah. laughs>
2: there you go. That's
0: incredible. But yeah, climbing trees with wine. wine and like so
2: me and my friends oh are, like, God. sitting on a tree and then drinking wine. <laughs> That's incredible. This is how we, like, negotiate, like, the pandemic. We're like, who needs a right. bar? <laughs>
0: It's a it's a pandemic. Like, you just kind of do what I love you have that. to do.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun.
2: <laughs> but yeah, oh. I, I love Brie Larson, and I think that she's someone who makes such great, interesting choices with the roles she takes on. Mm-hmm. I um rewatched Short Term 12 recently, which is great. Oh,
0: that's, that's actually, started. that's
1: Sarah's favorite movie of all time. Is it?
0: It's <laughs> my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. Every time I watch it, I notice something new that I love about oh. it, and... I
2: just I love it so much. And then I also was about to rewatch Room the other night, and then I got busy. This is a theme oh, of my life: I'm about that's a the lot. And yeah. I got busy. But like yes. just
0: just these really
2: fantastic roles that she yeah. picks, and that I'm glad that she's had a measure of success now that she can keep mm-hmm. picking those kinds of roles. Yes.
0: Yeah. But
2: yeah, she's someone whose career
1: I'm like I think she'll I think she'll be around for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm Natalia
1: Dyer is going to be the new like, up-and-coming Brie Larson. Yeah. If she... Like, I, I think they have parallel, interesting choices. But Brie Larson does make fantastic choices. Um, I mean, go, we'll go ahead and say... Captain Marvel is very empowering. It is. Yeah. I mean, and I think people just look at it as a, like, goofy Marvel movie. Because it is. But also, like, the whole plot of the movie is her being in a super abusive unhealthy relationship with this guy who picked her up gaslit her told her this is this is the way things are don't question it um and she when she breaks free of that when she breaks free of that manipulation and that gaslighting and that you know mental the, the manipulation she's been through she harnesses her full power and then at the end that moment where he like Tries to flip it on her and is like, yeah. "I'm so proud of you," and you're like, "Oh no, oh, no, no!" But she's re- come into her own power and realized what he's done has been complete, you know, lies and manipulation, and and she beats the crap out of him before he even finishes talking. It's great. Yeah. I I think that that moment was such a healing moment. Like I've been in I've been in bad relationships before where men you know, told me that basically what I thought just wasn't true, that I was crazy for overreacting to things. Um, and it's it feels so good and vindicating to watch a woman escape that, even yeah. fictionalized. Um, so, yeah, I think Brie Larson makes great, empowering choices. And Captain Marvel was definitely one of those for me.
2: Yeah, and it's like you have that montage, which is like really cheesy, of course, of like the kid getting up. But I found that Mm -hmm. so moving. (laughs) And I was like, I know that this is trying to press all these (laughs) buttons, and it's working. And that is the story of women, like women experience terrible things and get up. And it's the story of so many marginalized communities, like experience terrible Mm -hmm. things and get up. Um, And I just thought that that, however they displayed it, like on just like the metaphorical level, the story is so solid. And yeah, I love it. It was so much fun to go see as well. It's just like oh an exciting Oh my gosh, yes. An exciting moment.
1: It's got cats. Oh. It's got. It's got cats. What, what more could you want, really? I mean, so good. It has young Samuel L. Jackson. 90s music.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. All the references <laughs> were so great. Like, I was like, yes, nostalgia
1: <laughs> train, keep it going. <laughs> Her landing in a blockbuster is hysterical. Brilliant. Like, oh, so funny. Like... So good. <laughs> so good um so
0: yeah. good um i was also thinking about um how how i haven't talked about this movie um on the podcast recently enough that's a lie um
1: eighth grade oh, yes it's just yes. come on another lady Bird-ish, like oh the life did suck at that time for many yeah. people Yeah, a24 yeah, just think... being like
0: hey we've got oh, more oh <laughs> my gosh right I could we could just start listing A twenty four movies. That's really all yeah. we have to do here. Yeah. Um, but that one especially because of the way what's fascinating about eighth grade to me is that yes, like the character of Kayla Day is incredible and I will always look at Kayla Day and go like, Oh, I feel that, like I I am Kayla Day. That's great. But more so the way that Bo Burnham talks about that movie, the way he talks about writing that movie and how he says all the time, he's like, "This is a movie about eighth graders. It's not necessarily for eighth graders. Yeah, um, it's just about them." He's like, "You'll find a lot that movies about eighth graders are really weird and cheesy and pandering, and like that's okay. They're for eighth graders." And he's like, "This movie's just about them. This yeah. is this is about being in eighth grade, and this is about being a girl in eighth grade, and how he didn't approach it in this like in a weird way of trying to teach a lesson through it, like." As he was writing this movie, he was like, I'm not trying to, like, give an opinion Mm -hmm. on 8th grade or 8th grade girls or technology or social media or friendships or families. Like, I'm not trying to say anything. (laughs) Like, it's just this is how it is. And you can get what you get from that. And I think that that was the perfect choice um, because that's just the most accurate. And I don't know, there's always, like... And Rosanna, you might be able to like speak into this a little bit. There's always like this criticism of very specific coming of age movies mm-hmm. being very specific to like the American middle school and high school experience. Like yeah. I think a lot of people I heard like criticized Book Smart because they were like, What how what?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like like what they, is that? They're like, oh, every single person in this high school <laughs> is going to an Ivy? like <laughs> yeah which I'm is like, that's like what okay, you're okay, up on like? yeah like that's fine on,
0: so?
1: <laughs> right uh, and like true. even
0: like criticism of like ladybird where they're like this is only specific to like middle-class suburban american high school life and i'm like okay sure but like there's universal stuff whatever but like i don't know what it's like, like do you like do you watch Eighth Grade? I feel like it's universal, but I can't really speak to that because I did experience literally Eighth Grade in <laughs> like a weird town of like weird people. But
2: I feel like so there's like a kind of a distinction I think I have to make because like I feel like in general there is yeah an experience of imported American films of you're watching stories about generally quite wealthy but like they like mm-hmm. seem middle class but you're actually like no you're rich (laughs) Uh, teenagers in our stories like in my like one of my favourite films growing up was Clueless and Still Is and I love Clueless Mm -hmm. or like just Mm -hmm. these these kind of exaggerated portraits of wealth like you even see it in just yeah current films like I don't know <laughs> so I was going to say current films, and then I was going to say High School Musical. That's when my head was. Current. <laughs> 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 so just yes. like when people go no, to like house parties and stuff, or like Easy A, right. and you just like see these houses, I'm like, yes. oh no, you're rich, like you're, you're right. rich. So like that's one yeah. thing, and we definitely there is definitely underinvestment um, in UK stories, and specifically from communities that aren't wealthy and don't live up to this like like period dramas get so much money but you don't have the same kind of budget mm. for like stories about people who just mm-hmm. live their day-to-day lives however Eighth Grade I, th- I mean I think is an astonishing film and is and feels very separate to that for me because it feels like it's doing something very different mm. and so there was a huge gap between its release in the US and it getting distribution in the UK that I think was like nearly a year and so yeah, I, I do I remember. remember that yeah. massive and we were all just like desperate to watch it and especially like I've been on YouTube now for I think fourteen years or something, mm-hmm. um, and so many of my friends I know have also been on YouTube. We all like grew up watching Bob Burnham. Right. Um, right. And so when it finally came out, my friend Jack invited me to a screening and he had like a plus one for it. And I was like, yes, I wanna see it. Um, <laughs> it's great. And I was crying so hard watching yeah. that film because not only was it this very honest representation of what it felt like to be that age, but it was also specifically about a kid who was watching YouTube videos and was trying to do them and was yeah. trying to fill that space that like she couldn't necessarily take up in her day-to-day life. Um, yeah, and mimicking what she saw around her, and just like just the heartbreak of like being that age and like trying to be beautiful because that seems important, um, and because mm. beauty seems like something you know that you could it's like a currency that you can trade in for love and comfort and all of this stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know, like I just remember yeah. the scene where her dad talks to her around the campfire, and I was oh just gosh. like <laughs> sobbing, and my, <laughs> oh my and Jack like turned and looked at me and was like.
1: I think that movie too is such, I think it's so empowering and you don't realize it's a problem until you see it solved, but the accurate casting of Elsie yeah. Fisher yeah. as an 8th grader I yeah. mean yeah. they'll cast 18 year olds 20 year olds <laughs> as middle school children and you're like and not in a jokey way, like in Pen15, which with, where they do it fantastically. If yeah, and the genius show. Uh, it's so good. And they cast real 8th graders for every other character. But it's just two women playing, being adults playing young versions of themselves. But, like, watching Elsie Fisher be an 8th grader, which is, like, age-appropriate, and she looks like the people you knew in 8th grade. You know, she doesn't look like some crazy supermodel, um ridiculously thin, beautiful, perfect person who they put glasses on and they're like, she's a geek. Yeah. you know, um, <laughs> it, that moment, that choice is so empowering, and I really do. I thank Bo Burnham for that because <laughs> that was a great choice and made it so much more real. And you're like, oh god, she is a kid, and when she's in situations that you're like, you want to protect her. It's not, it's not the whole like, well, you know, she's, she looks older. My brain is telling me she's going to be fine. You're like actually worried about her. Um, yeah. I felt so anxious it's, it, watching it. I remember that feeling. Oh my of just gosh. Like anxiety. Just like, oh, will she be okay? We joked that it was a horror movie. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> it is. It's not a jo- It's a horror movie. I think, um, there, I will never forget the moment where I was again I was like probably you know watching a panel of Bo Burnham talking about this movie um but there's a moment where he says that every girl every middle school girl who came in to audition for Kayla um he felt that most of them were like these really confident like actor girls who came in pretending to be shy um but Elsie Fisher came in as a genuinely shy girl coming in pretending to be confident mm. and he was like that's it that's Kayla Day like it that's is. who she is and I was like oh, I just, that's, that's such a good such, one oh so oh, good. good oh yes that yeah talk about just like the validating thing I'm kind of that yes. is one movie where I'm like I guess I'm glad maybe that I didn't have that in eighth like if I watched that as an eighth grade I'd be like like what is this um but as like a full-grown human like watching it back I'm like oh and then I felt a lot of like I felt a lot of like in that moment like loving eighth grade Sarah like I was like you know like I had this like time travel moment in my brain Mm -hmm. of like wanting to go find like young Sarah and be like it's okay yeah well it's
2: that between like experiencing it as a child which it would be if it had been an eighth grade film for eighth graders And experiencing Mm. it as, like, a parent to your child self, like, that, as you say, Sarah, is, like, really healing. It's, like, I'm, like, oh, I can take care of that part of me that was this tiny, nervous, (laughs) like, stressed out, performing, (laughs)
0: like, racist, all of it. it. It gave me that same feeling I get, like, at the end of, like, just a really great hour of therapy mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. I understand. I feel yes. warm which inside. That is a real
1: therapy concept of, like, going back to your inner child and being like, oh, yeah it's okay. Like, those traumas that you felt <laughs> that were a big deal because everything was a big deal. And yeah. everything was the end of the world. And the moment that you were in was your life. You know, you yeah. couldn't separate, like couldn't distinguish i never pictured myself as a 22 year old person every day is a new is a new thing for me because i as a child i genuinely did not believe i would make it this far so every day is like a bonus um but like getting to go back to that kid and just be like it's okay like take a deep breath like let go a little bit relax like take your shoulders that are up here by your earlobes (laughs) bring them down baby you know, like it's gonna i'm be always okay. like relax your jaw it's okay yeah, that <laughs> like, is p- part of why i love movies it's just i mean we've had plenty of people say it before iana murray said it before on the podcast where she was like movies are a vehicle for empathy that's such a great <sighs> phrase and the the movies they give you empathy for your younger self especially as a woman i think are so empowering it's this moment of like wow, I thought I was the worst, or I didn't care. I thought my problems were stupid, but I was all consumed by them. And now I'm watching somebody deal with the same thing, and I'm like, oh, I understand why that's a big deal for her. And mm. it's it, It's such a, like, it's so comforting. I, I love it. And it, and it hurts, Movies. but it's, like, really good. I love that. Rosanna, do you want to do,
0: you and to, like, list anymore yeah. that you have
2: yeah, yeah. um so there, there's like it's, they're kind of all over the, the place really like a big one for me as a kid and also now reflecting on that was zoro um the oh my gosh. Ooh, yeah
0: incredible. um
2: and now looking back at it i'm like wow a film like there's so many mexicans in this film but no mexican actors that now like you know we just kind of like brush over it because in my memory it's such a key film because it was about mexico and so i'm half mexican and it's about this like key part of mythology and storytelling and for me being this like little confused um, girl growing up in England with this like half Mexican, half English household and like no one can point to Mexico on a map at school. Like it was so wonderful to have this connection to my culture on film. Mm -hmm. And then also the other thing that now I realize looking back is like, I totally fancied both of them. There's this amazing Mm. scene where they have a sword fight between Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And it's, like, the hottest Mm -hmm. thing in the world. Like They're basically having sex are having a sword fight. Um, (laughs) And, like, now, when I, like, think about how I felt watching it, I'm like, oh, I I was, like, aroused by both of them. You're like, oh, I understand. (laughs) I was bisexual and I didn't accept it. And, like, so that, for me, was a really big one. And just seeing this girl, like, you know, this woman and, and these gorgeous, like, really sexy, huge dresses, but she could also fight, and she could stand up to this man, and she couldn't be pushed around. Um, And she's expected to be, like, demure and pure and all this stuff, but she's like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, like, rip off my skirt and go and fight. Like, that, yeah, those. that's kind of, like, she was my superhero figure, I suppose, growing up. Mm -hmm. Keira
1: Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean is like that, too. Yes. A very similar vibe (laughs) of, like... You know, yes, she's flirting with Orlando Bloom, but also she's kind of having a key role in this pirate story. Like she's not totally just getting thrown around as a as a gal in the movies. Oh. Like she's doing things. You know, she's smart. Oh, yeah. She she is talking pirate code to them and saying she wants a parlay. Like, that's freaking cool, <laughs> you know, like she's she's really cool. And I totally get that of um of being just wow, like women. And a lot of times women, it's funny because a lot of times, I, at least where I started with like girl power movies was like girl power written by men, yeah, where they didn't really understand. Um, and that's fine because then I get to watch it perfected in women making movies about yeah. girl power yeah. and women making real stories about real women that you can resonate with. Um, yeah, I totally get that. I love that.
2: And they've grown yeah. up with, like, the same references that we have. Like, I think about that with Little Women a lot, not to go, like, super graphic all the time. <laughs> but, but, like, the, the film of Little Women 2019 um, has so much of the earlier adaptations in it, and she's even spoken about this yeah. before, but it kind of has that feeling of memory because it's pulling from these earlier adaptations of it as well but it is that very thing of like perfecting it of taking the story again telling it in a new way playing with the structure and Mm -hmm. um there's something very joyful to me about knowing that there are other women making things who have yes gone so much from Zorro yeah. or gone so much from Pirates of the Caribbean and are using that in their stories to make something else like that that's mm-hmm. yeah. that doesn't feel like a loss to me I think so much nice. of uh, talking about women in film and women making film like oftentimes there's a real sense of loss but um or just kind of mm-hmm. missed opportunity or just kind of complete injustice um <laughs> mm-hmm. but with that I'm like oh no this is exciting there's potential there
0: Yeah, right. it's like this like decades and decades long collaboration of like all these women being like, oh, like that character in that movie, that was almost it. But I didn't (laughs) like how this happened. And then they're like, some of them are like, I'll just do that then. (laughs) And like they do it and someone else like that was also almost it. You know what could have been better? (laughs)
1: Like do that and like just feels really nice, you know? Yeah. On another like different note, I really enjoyed movies like um, I mean, Ready or Not is the most modern version of this. But when I saw Your Next, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. No. It's a, it's like a, um, it's an Australian horror movie. It's a home is invasion. Is that the one movie. that you
0: made me watch yes. for spooky? Sarah. Okay, we do a bit of a series every like Halloween here because yeah. um, I don't watch scary movies okay. unless I feel like I have and to. And I love them. And then she loves them. I love scary and so like an as October. As well. Yeah, we do, like, a spooky Sarah where I am forced to watch a scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
1: I think but, she made me watch that one. And yeah. I remember being like, what? But this? your next is, like, it's so interesting because it's just, it's this home invasion movie. And then suddenly a girl, instead of running and falling and having mm. sex and then getting immediately murdered, um, she's, like, she knows what to do. She's, like, a survivalist. And uh, this is, I guess this this isn't too much of a spoiler, but basically the main character knows what she's doing. She's like, I'm not a final girl in the sense that yes, I will I that. run helplessly and scream and hide and then eventually will just survive because I'm a virgin. She is, you know, she's, like, the yeah. complete opposite of that whole morality play. She's like, I'm setting up traps. I'm fighting these people tooth and nail. I, you know, I'm not going to run down into the basement when I could run out the front door. Yeah. Like, watching something like that after loving horror movies so much <clears throat> and you know watching movie after movie where you know the the big the blonde girl with big boobs she's drinking at a party she walks over into the woods with her boyfriend and yeah. she gets absolutely murdered because she was having sex um you know i Watching movies like that was probably pretty toxic for me at a young age, um, without me realizing, you know, a, a lot of slasher movies, you don't realize it's a morality play until you're yeah. older. Then you're like, whoa, just kind of messed up. Um, just slut-shaming, but with murder. Um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> that God. makes it healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so watching something like You're Next, where it's like, oh, this female character is not just going to be killed because of things she's done, she's going to stand up for herself. She's going to figure a way out of this um, bad situation. She's not going to be stupid. Um, yeah. It was just such a good moment for me of like, wow, okay. Like girls kick butt. <laughs>
2: like... Yeah. The, I mean, in terms of like genre films, there was like the other ones that had a huge impact on me. Um, Contact with Jodie Foster. is such a huge yeah. film for me. Um, and Solaris, which I watched recently, like the, not the, cool older one, but like the 2002 version with George Clooney in it, I think is brilliant like as a depiction of both depression and the male gaze, like it's so self-aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was thinking of another space one. Um, space, but like space as a setting for that is so, yes. is so interesting to me and horror is another setting and just yeah. these mm-hmm. ways, it feels like theater, like when you're watching it, you're yes. like we have this yeah. stage and that's how we're telling this story. Um, Yes, and that's how we're playing with it. Oh, the other one I was going to mention, which is a huge film for me. Another one that we had on VHS that we recorded off the TV, that people are like, "That's not a good film," and I'm like, "I don't care. Shut up. It's important to me." It's Deep Impact (laughs) with Leone. Okay.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it's not a great film, but she's an anchor. (laughs) It's okay. And she like, and she's the center of the film as well. Like, there are so many films in the '90s that, yeah, as we were saying, didn't get a hole in one but like they they had women in them and at the center of them
0: (laughs) there are women yeah Mm -hmm.
2: and then they kind of seem to forget that like the second half of 2005 of the 2000s like they seem to like Mm -hmm. they're like oh we don't make films about women for a bit and then they remembered again um but yeah there. deep impact was another one and it was just like these women at the center of these huge global events these catastrophes Mm -hmm. um or on the flip side in solaris like this woman who is literally having to die by suicide again and again and again because that's how this man remembers her, um, mm-hmm. and just these yeah these pl- this playing with these huge ideas on that kind of scale has always been really interesting to me, um, yeah. and I love space so. <laughs> mm.
1: No, that's awesome. That's yeah. uh, I think
0: it's it's Sarah? interesting. I feel like like science like science fiction has just been doing that. This like yeah. they've been. Like giving these incredible nuanced, yeah, like, women Ripley. Characters. So, I mean, like, yeah, the amount of yes, it's like the amount of like girls like our age who have who only were able to like attach themselves to like Star Wars and yeah. like Star Trek. A rival, like, a rival, incredible. One I think of a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's like wow. in more recent, the, like, yeah. more recent
2: movies. Loud, big yeah. personality. She's a quiet, yeah. linguistics
1: I was sure. just thinking
0: that. <laughs> Right. there's like there's Arrival, there's like the women in annihilation yes, oh, I there's, annihilation. yes. and then so, there's like i cannot wait to see what uh zendaya does in tune yeah. i can't wait to see what that's like like there's just I like know. i know <laughs> i haven't watched the trailer <laughs> you know, and i'm it's... not watching the
2: trailer so
0: oh okay. i'm holding <laughs> no. myself Honestly, yeah. it's really hard to not watch now. the trailer <laughs> I know, because the problem is, is you don't know when that's going to come out, so you're just going to keep watching
1: the trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think I it know. might come out in November here. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> well, see. well um, in November, I'm probably going to be escaping America. So, we'll uh, <laughs> just. <gasps> Where are you going go? <laughs> oh, to go? Oh, I've already got Canada. a plan, actually. Um, <laughs> oh we're thinking to Vancouver to right. plane political oh my... asylum, and yeah. then I'll fly somewhere in Europe. Perfect. We'll figure we it out. Right. You look forward to having <laughs> okay. you.
0: Uh, please take me with you take me with you um i just i just sent a weird link into the google chat that you shouldn't click because it's just a link to the same great (laughs) that we're in (laughs) that would be really
1: weird um Um, yeah that's i i think that sci-fi and horror i think genre movies have such potential for empowerment um and i i think that is so Cool about them uh because on the surface they can be just like a really interesting story but if you break it down at all like sci-fi has always mm-hmm. been inherently political i think it's really funny mm-hmm. when people are like oh you know i don't know why you know I'm, I'm now i'm trying to think of a sci-fi movie with a message and my brain has gone completely blank um all but, of them <laughs> all of them but like yes people are like i don't understand you know aliens not about female empowerment aliens <laughs> not about like. Uh, Alien's not about political issues, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Dawn of the Dead were literally about, like, <laughs> consumerism and capitalism. Um, and people are just like, no, it's just a horror movie, like, it's just a zombie yeah. movie, yeah. but there's so it's much more than that. neutral in some way. Yeah. hmm Exactly. And sci- sci-fi and horror have never been neutral. I mean, oh, I think with the, when The Hunt came out and there was all that controversy around it. I was just, I was so shocked by people being like, no, horror and sci-fi don't have to have a message. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, uh, keep your politics out of my movie. It's like, that's always been what it is. They've always been political. And I, I do think that they have such capacity to empower and to, you know, demean. Yeah. Um, so I think that sci-fi and horror movies were a big deal for me when I was growing up of like seeing women on screen doing cool things, like, Ripley is such a badass, she's incredible, she also has a cat, so, you know, just <laughs> on, co- really cool women who have cats, um, you got Ripley, you got, um, Captain Marvel, you got, <laughs> just, she, at least, but two. she's so strong, and she's the smartest person on the plane, or on the ship, and when nobody listens to her, everybody dies, and yeah. you're just like, wow, you know, th- these, movies did have such an impact on me and Sigourney Weaver is still one of my favorite people ever because of Alien because I watched that movie and I watched Aliens which was fine I guess it's not as good and and then the third and fourth we'll just throw them away they don't exist but um they don't exist um but no I think what Ridley Scott did in Alien is is so cool and is is that almost their empowerment that I think things like Annihilation things like um I mean, even hereditary, I think, take it to like the finish line of yeah. like, yeah, actually women should be believed and, um, and listened to, and, you mm. know, just because of someone's gender, they get pushed to the side a lot of times in these movies. And I like when there's consequences for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love Ex Machina for that as well. When you mentioned Oh, oh, yes. Yes. oh my gosh. That's, that's one Yes, that I can't believe I didn't put down on the list. Like that's such a, mm-hmm. yeah. oh my
0: God. But what a great, like, yes. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I love Incredible. it. And I That's love, like, one.
2: watching it with male friends because their experience of it is, like... <gasps> <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe that possibly happened. That's true. It's so shocking to them. They're like, whoa, what? Like, I guess. And then yeah. the other, the only other, like,
2: big um, sort of category, but speci- there's one film specifically that had a huge impact on me is um, Sense and Sensibility, the Ang Lee directed mm-hmm. version with Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet. And that was another one that I watched over and over and over again and still do. I watch it like probably once every two months um, mm-hmm. because it's about sisters and it's about sisters who are yeah. vastly different from each other and growing up as one of three, like one of my sisters is an artist and the other sister is like more kind of economics, marketing world to the point that I don't even really understand what she does. Um, and we're just <laughs> we're vastly different people. There's a huge age gap and I think the the adaptation really captures that so well and just captures that sort of like, why do you never tell tell anyone how you're feeling? Like, why don't you express things? Why isn't your language the same as mine, even though we're related? Um, mm-hmm. So even, there's all these like very cheesy, very like romance parts of that story. But for me, I think something that I found so empowering and so resonant seeing on screen is the very real dynamic between the sisters. Um, so yeah, yeah, so you've got like space and then you've got, <laughs> Jane Austen period dramas. Yeah, I love
0: that. no, that's the two, that's two so genres. That's yeah, all we want. absolutely. I kind of want to. Before I kind of want to just really quickly before we even get into the BuzzFeed quiz, I think it'd be pretty like important if we talked about like what we haven't seen yeah. yet in movies that like could be that next step to like being empowering. Because like I know for me, like although more than ever, I feel like I see a lot of like my personality in like, certain movies, I still don't have, like, the closest thing that I can think of to feeling, like, understood culturally mm. is The Farewell, oh. and even still, like, as much as I love that movie, I, like, I don't feel, like, a heavy, like, personality, like, connection to Billy, yeah. um, and but as I still connect with, like, that feeling of, like, not quite knowing, like, what part of your culture you are in. But even with that, that movie, I feel like, isn't even 100% about that. Like, it plays with it a little bit, but it's so much more about, like, about family and about, you know, saying goodbye and, like, what that means. But, Mm -hmm. like, I'm, like, waiting for the day that there's, like, actually this movie or any movie that, like, deep dive explores, like, what it means to not know what parts of your culture like you're allowed to like claim or like belong to whatever and there's a lot more Asian cinema lately but like I'm Filipino and there's like not a lot of just like coming of age Filipino cinema um and there is a lot there's like some pretty well-known like Filipino movies but they're usually like only about like which it's not like this isn't important but they're almost exclusively about like Poverty in the Philippines, right. and like yes, great. Let's talk about that. But also, let's talk about like another side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel like I want to see more of that in movies. What do you guys want to see more of? I mean, it's, this it's... is an open letter <laughs> to all. <laughs> We're just gonna <laughs> have to make these I mean, make Yeah, these. yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like it's even in all the films I mentioned today. Like they're so white. <laughs> they're so yeah. white. They're yeah. so straight, most of them. Captain Marvel's totally gay, yeah. but, like, all of the other ones are so straight. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, that's just, you know, if I um, if I get something from it that isn't white or straight, it's me bringing it to the film. It's not inherent yes. in the film. Mm-hmm. And while I value that very much, like, it's not fair. And also, like, I'm, like, mm-hmm. white as hell, kind of. Like, white passing emphasis on the yeah. white. Like, I can't imagine what it's like not to see yourself reflected in your stories and also not to see them reflected in the stories that other people are watching and seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And like, in, in, in see, you know, it's improving, it is changing, but also just like, yeah. it's frustrating that even having the privilege of having so many stories about London being told in general, and Londoners and the UK, like that, that has not, there's not been a shortage of stories of that um, mm-hmm. in cinematic history or TV history. But so few of them reflect the actual experience of what it means to live in London and like which is this like cultural joy <laughs> of like every single person you talk to is from a different place. Yeah. And you'll have like 17 fantastic conversations and it's not even lunchtime. But again and again you have like the same kinds of people being pushed through as like the stars of what it means to make a film about yeah. the UK. Um, and that's very frustrating. But yeah, on the other side, I, I would love to see more films from um, the Latin American perspective, but specifically the Mexican s- perspective. Like, Roma was a really big film for me um, so that I just absolutely so wept good. the whole way through. Like, I thought it was just an absolute masterpiece. Um, okay. And Alfonso Cuaron is one of my favorite directors, so like, it was just, yeah. ah, like, I don't know, yes. I owe him my life. Um, <laughs> so, but things like that, like that, I would love to see more of that. But then also, yeah, joyful films that um, just happened. Yes. Like the one that comes to mind, I know it's not perfect. I know it has many problems. But the feeling I had watching Crazy Rich Asians, like mm. was so joyful because there was so much in that mm-hmm. about growing up between cultures. And as you were saying, Sarah, like not knowing which part of your culture you can claim. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to have to sort of like, find that in little pieces from different stories that like yeah. only tangentially relate to your own experience is exhausting so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I loved Crazy Rich Asians which I understand oh. that as a white person I necessarily <laughs> um, need yeah. to have a grain of salt with that but that I, I totally see that I guess for me like obviously I, I really want to see more diverse films um, because movies are an empathy machine if you can see it on the screen you can feel it Yeah, you know a lot of the time. Um, I, I, I would love to see, you know, and truly feel with other cultures. Absolutely. I mean, if we're talking about my representation, I would like to see more, like, I don't know, people grappling with their Christianity in a way that makes them productive and extra-liberal mm-hmm. and um, loving to people, to the least of these, quote-unquote, whatever you want to say. But, um, like... That's been something I've been grappling with a lot growing up and coming to L.A. from Arkansas, from the heart of the South. Um, it's, it's been really interesting for me to be like, no, I, I definitely am, st- I still believe these things, but I believe them so differently from the way it's ever portrayed yeah, in yeah. a movie, from the way it's ever felt in a movie, and I just kind of, I don't know, that that's something that I sort of wish for, but also there's so much rep- over-representation of, like, people just like me from middle class, Midwest America, um, you know, uh, I guess I do, I wish for more joyful movies about diverse cultures. That's a great way to put it, Rosiana, um, because, you know, you do have so many, like, tragedy porn movies about, like, black youth, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're important. It's important to tell those stories because horrible things have happened to young black people, but also, like, can we get some happy stuff? Like, can we get some happy? Like watching, watching, uh, dope is a really good one of like, Mm. it's just, it's got culture in it, but also they just so happen to be black. Like, it's not like, oh, we're going to shove some police brutality stuff in here and we'll shove some people being racist at a store in here. It's just like a fun movie about a group of friends all diverse a, a diverse group of friends and they're like have it, it's it's happy and it's joyful and it's it's a good movie even though they're in like peril um that's a really good one that i but yeah i would just love to see more happy stories about diverse experiences rather than like yeah, yeah like filipino poverty in the philippines yeah and like <laughs> um yeah yeah that would and yeah, I think I think yeah. that there's more of that coming. I think yeah. that there's more mm-hmm. power being given to people yes. who generally might have been shoved down by old Hollywood. Um, so I pray yeah. that that's coming.
2: One yeah. that I saw and pretty I think... recently that I loved is um, called "The Seller and the Spades." I don't know if you guys saw that, which oh, is um, about on Amazon. A... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Really. Okay. <laughs> I had a screener for it a while ago, and then it, I think it's just been ah. released properly. Um, but it was um it's about like a secret society and the protagonist in it is a black teenage girl. And I was like, Oh,
0: you don't get like, Oh wait, I did see yeah. that. Why did I just, <laughs> okay. I knew you it had be the, accent. I, it's was the like, accent. I know, but this is the thing is that like that movie underwhelmed me so much that I completely <laughs> forgot. But I it, it's did. more like, it's that
2: feeling of like, I want to see yeah. stories that like, yes, I want to see, yes. like, the boarding school story that just doesn't happen yeah. to be, like, all yeah. white boys. Like, I was rewatching Dead Poets yeah. Society, which I love, but I'm like, what's the boarding school
0: story <laughs> that's, yeah. like, different mm-hmm. people? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think, is, like, that we were talking about where now we're getting to the point where, like, we say, like, okay, women are becoming more portrayed accurately like, in the film industry, but really, that does mean, like, white, straight, young women, like, middle-class women, and, like, cool, great, great first step, like, now what does that look like, like, to just keep (laughs) (laughs) that for, like, more people, (laughs) where it's, yeah, where it's, like, yeah, like, with that movie, where I'm, like, okay, this is great, there are, like, there's, like, this beautiful cast full of, like, young people of color that are, like, in this movie, that's not about the fact that they are young people of color, that's so cool, but then I was, like, but I also did not like that movie <laughs> so like i'm like that's so cool give me more so that i have the option of which yeah. movies i like and which ones i hate yeah. say that you literally
2: <laughs> don't know exactly which film i'm talking about when i'm like the secret society film with a
0: black cat like that yeah. shouldn't be exactly right.
2: about any yes. of yeah. <laughs> like
0: yeah or no. like when you say things like if like if i want to be able to be like the happy rom-com about queer characters, and you're like, oh, Love Simon, yeah, exactly. that's it. <laughs> you're <laughs> like,
1: I want more, and I want them to be better than Love Simon. Yeah, yeah we, we like, cry. we get a, we, uh, you know, just recently that trailer for um, what's the the Stanley the new Stanley Tucci movie? Oh yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, that's great, but gay tragedy. Here we go again.
0: i like, okay, we get it. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Pack it up
1: oh it's so sad
0: I'm like I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire but I don't want to cry every time I watch a movie about being gay (laughs) just sometimes I want to be happy (laughs) I love it um okay so I sent a link to a BuzzFeed quiz party in the, um, the chat for the meet here and then we are each going to take this fun little quiz on our own um and see what our results are for this BuzzFeed quiz. And so, honestly, at this point, I don't understand why BuzzFeed doesn't sponsor this
1: podcast. <laughs> they should. There was so much
0: free advertisement, it doesn't make any sense. So, the quiz that we're taking is, um, this quiz will reveal which iconic female character of the 2000s you oh are, which God. is just very topical.
1: I'm so um,
0: And so, of course, the first question is, pick a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As little
0: feminist quizzes begin. Uh, yes, oh, of God. course. <laughs> um, oh. We have Leonardo DiCaprio, Sean Mendes, Rami Malek, Timothy Chalamet, Michael B. Jordan, and Harry Styles.
1: I didn't know we were going to rip me apart in the first question. Oh, no. I mean,
0: I have... My friend Tom is an incredible portrait artist. He did a portrait of Michael B. Jordan and I have that print hanging up in my bathroom, uh, so it is the first thing I see every morning. <laughs> I
2: just uh, watched Fruitvale Station recently for the first time. Oh, oh. So- Speaking of sad films. Oh my god.
1: That one hurts. Okay. Timmy or Harry, I'm hurting. (laughs) Oh no. I picked Harry just because it's more age appropriate for me. Yeah.
2: Okay, (laughs) I'll go Timmy. Okay. And Um, I'm too old for Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: (laughs) 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 Unfortunately, that is true. You
0: have an expiration date. (laughs) Um okay, pick a celeb bestie, Bella Hadid, Kim Kardashian, Selena Gomez, Zendaya, Madison Beer, or Kendall Jenner. Is there
1: it's Zendaya only one
0: correct yeah, choice? Zendaya for me. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I, anyway. I don't want
1: to be her best friend. I just want to date
0: her. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'd like to be her. I'd like um, to be friends with her. I'd like to be with her. I'd all like of the to... above. Yeah. Um pick a cute outfit. Um, Ooh, this love is good that. for the podcast. Um, oh
2: wow, these are these are. I mean, I feel like the last two are exactly the same.
0: Uh, they are literally the same. Uh, um, I have to pick. I have to pick um, high waisted jean button up outfit. That's my. That's that is your brand.
2: Hole. I'm kind of yeah. torn. I'm
0: like go with going this, with this like slightly,
2: Yeah, I like the little crop top, but I also sort of like this like oversized. I think I'm going to go with like this oversized top that has bananas on it what is
0: oh it is i was like are those (laughs) hot dogs yeah it's very like Kelly Kapowski, which is my vibe yeah
1: i love love that
0: okay pick a flip phone oh Oh my gosh they never had a flip phone
1: (gasps) me either i had i
0: had no i did i had like a weird like lg phone at one point
2: i mean i kind of want to pick the razor but then i also like this silver thing
1: Yeah, I like whatever this girl's got going on that's holding it up to her ear. That's neat. With a little antenna. That's that's Uh pretty neat.
0: I think I'm going with a razor because it'll fulfill my middle school fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How would you describe yourself? Kind, funny, ambitious, pretty, empathetic, or smart? Pretty? (laughs) None of them. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite personality
1: trait is how pretty I am. I'm mean, I'm (laughs) not funny, I'm not ambitious. (laughs) I hate everyone. I'm dumb. Uh,
0: Gosh.
1: Uh, um, this is so... This is always this is a weird, weird question weird to answer. Empathetic. Not us not being able to describe ourselves because we're women and wish right. not to be perceived. Yeah,
2: we're like, oh, oh I
0: do not want to be...
1: I don't want to... Like,
0: I know I'm smart, but I don't want to say I'm smart because then people will know that I think I'm smart.
1: <laughs> My favorite... Uh, oh, I've been catching myself when I say, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Because uh, it's a qualif it's such a qualifier of me saying yeah. that because I'm afraid people will think I'm like being presumptuous or whatever. So I totally know what's going on. I've said something that makes a lot of sense and I'm like, I don't know if that makes sense. Um validate me, please. That's such a good point. I do that on um email.
2: I always <laughs> use I don't know if that makes sense. Well let me know if that doesn't make sense. I'm like, yeah. I think I did sense. that in the
0: email to you. Like, <laughs> when we were talking about it, I was like, I mean i I don't know if that
1: actually makes sense but just let me know oh, I didn't think I even tweaked that that was a qualifier yeah it, no it, it's one of those things that I didn't realize until very recently and was like oh my gosh I say that when I am afraid that people yeah. will think that I know too much
0: yeah I say is that okay a lot mm, yeah Just like Ugh. I'm like I'll say something and I'll say how I feel about something I'll be like is that all right and I'm like oh yeah it's fine what Okay, I I said I'm empathetic
1: because I am empathetic, and that's in there. Mm. Um. (laughs) Me too. I went empathetic.
0: I I chose smart because you know. Whoa,
1: (laughs) you are smart. I
0: know. Sorry, guys. Of these houses, I'm gonna have to go to the one with a
2: swimming pool, because Mm. I mean, like, it also looks cute, but it has a swimming pool, and that's
0: like the only thing that's important to me.
1: Yeah, I'm going for like
0: a frame cabin in the woods because.
1: Yeah, I am gonna have to go with this one with the rotunda. It's just it. <laughs> it looks yeah. like I could live out my cottage core fantasy in the woods behind that. So, yes, it's so. like cottage core, but like max. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> more like cottage hardcore. Am I right? Mansion core. <laughs>
1: no, you're not. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, pick a purse. Um,
2: oh, none of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, know, I, also don't, don't I guess the like backpack backpacks are practical maybe not the like republican one <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh, i didn't
2: even think of that i was like oh that's a nice
0: elephant <laughs> that is pretty clearly not a republican symbol <laughs> <laughs> um i could go for like i love a good listen i love a good backpack i love a I love good like don't have to bag. hold it with my arms the green bag's cute hmm. like leaving my arms free
2: yeah, I like having it, bag. Um, I like, I like just not having to, you put it right, on, you kind of forget about I it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. King of, a woman. It's not very true. Right? like <laughs> fanny packs. Yes. yes. Fanny packs, um, so. available on teespring.com forward slash stores, forward slash pod. We do Cinema be roll. having fanny, fanny packs. packs. <laughs> you know, we call them bum bags. James plug. I love oh, that. That's so much better. That makes a lot of sense, because I feel like the like fanny pack as a word has a different context. Yeah, well, fanny. Different.
1: Your fanny, fanny is but va- Fanny means vagina, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it, <laughs> it's British your vagina thing. pack. Yeah. Like, you just
0: have it. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, what type of music do you listen to? Country, pop, rock, R&B, rap, or K-pop?
1: Uh, K-pop! No, I'm kidding.
2: um Rock or pop? I I'm going to pick rock, because I guess it's probably... Mm
0: -hmm. I right, now I do Um, both.
2: I'm not on either one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My aux cord in my car has been broken, so I can't play music from my Uh. phone, and so I've been exclusively going back to my Arkansas roots and jamming to country music radio. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I kind of, I've never felt more myself.
1: (laughs) Sarah's in the car jamming to, like, real women vote for Trump. Oh, my gosh. The songs that I heard when I was in Indianapolis, I was like, I
2: would
0: like tune into some of the lyrics sometimes and be like, what is this song saying? There are some of them where I'm like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just makes me feel like I'm back in Arkansas for a second, which isn't always good either. But, you know,
1: it's somewhat restful, you know, (laughs) it's like somebody else was paying the bills at least. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say pop Mm because i love pop music and people like to diminish it because girls like it and that's pretty stupid Mm. and harry styles knows that and that's why we love him yes
0: oh (laughs) my gosh okay so rosanna and i got the same character amazing (gasps) hand the yes i'm envious (laughs) i'm also envious okay but i am a read (laughs) the description so rosanna and i both got sharpie evans um the description says you are a perfectionist and a tad bit bossy. Your confidence is looked at as arrogance, but you don't really care what people think. You're talented and your personality can be surprising at times. Surprising.
1: <laughs> okay. If you rewatch High School Musical, Sharpay is almost completely justified. She's just like oh, a theater 100%. kid 100 Which honestly the theater kid bit is why you got it, Sarah. Um mm. I I don't know if Rosiana a theater fair. kid but Sarah
0: is. <laughs> so, it's very fair. Yeah.
1: Um but no she's just like a theater kid who these two punk you know which she's first been of all, working towards this her whole life yeah, and then this yeah. like
0: jock and this like science girl come in and they're like we want to do this thing and she's like I've been
1: working hard I can't about and this. they're like and they're like oh, it's embarrassing to be part of theater. She's like, bro, this is my whole personality. Yeah. Leave me alone. I think she's <laughs> Stop Leo, grappling and with I your think issues. that's
2: why I got her, because I feel, you know, she's got big Leo energy.
1: She is a Leo, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I got Mia Thermopolis from The Princess Diaries. Oh, love that big, big stoked about that. Um, says, yes. you prefer the simple things in life, but you still enjoy dressing up for the occasion. You tend to keep... People around that you can laugh with and trust, but you should learn to let your hair down from time to time. Okay, she Fair just gets right. her hair straightened. I mean, that's her whore. <laughs> yeah, and she like, takes her, her glasses her hair off. Is much better before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I tend to agree. She just didn't know how to take care of it. Like it was yeah. frizzy. Yeah, and she needed some product. She would she have been good. Hairbrush. <laughs> like she did break her hairbrush,
2: but that wasn't good.
1: I, I mean, that was somewhat an empowering movie. It did kind of have the grace factor of like. Yeah. Okay, the girl changes everything about herself, and then things go right. But right. she also gets to be herself. She's just mm-hmm. got a makeover. F- like, Listen, her mom is amazing. Her mom is like, yeah, she so is. cool. she
2: And her apartment's amazing. This like fire loft that she lives in. The books mm-hmm. are great. <laughs> the adaptation yeah, like dignified a lot really? of it and made it like, no, yeah, she's attractive.
0: But she ha- she ends up with chris pine in the end which is really period ultimately yes. <laughs> it's really all you need is just to end up with chris pine oh, it's poor fine. michael Moscovitz. Um, he tried so yeah. hard <laughs> oh well i love this thank you so much for just you know chatting with us oh it's been so about much fun Tell people just like where they can find all of your things on the internet.
2: Yeah, so most of my videos are up at youtube.com/slash Rosianna. And then I'm actually about, well, not about to, but maybe by the time this goes up, um, relaunched my website, just kind of like letting people know (laughs) what I do. (laughs) And that's rosianna.com. You know, I'm I'm lucky in that way. Um, And then I'm on Twitter at rosiannarojas. And I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. at Rosianna Holstramas. So,
1: I know. I'm
0: around.
2: <laughs>
1: i online. Around. Yes. What movie? Okay, this is our closer. What movie are you looking forward to? Dune. Yes. Mm. So much. Yeah. So <laughs> That's all of our answers. We're all just like <laughs> sitting in our rooms, like We're just like, holding our legs, just doon, 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 doon I'm also Zendaya, the other one Zendaya, the only other Zendaya. one I'm
2: like not the only other one that's such like another one I'm really excited for because I did grow up watching and loving the Bond films is the new Bond, even though I'm like, Will it be good? I don't know, but I'm just gonna watch it <laughs> and I'm gonna have a great time and it's gonna be a cinema experience and I'll eat popcorn
0: and the end. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that. I do love Um Yes, so um, y'all can follow us on Twitter at Rolls Pod, um, and be sure to check out all of the merch that we have launched. Um, I saw that quite a few people have already ordered some sweatshirts, so getting exciting. ready for fall. So exciting! Um, and so order that merch. Send us, you know, some photos of you wearing your um, your sweatshirts, your little rolls. It is a really gear. good way to support um, us.
1: Um, it is. If you guys would um, like to do so.
0: But yes, wear the merch, join the cult. That's, that's the whole
1: thing. Very Give us money. About it all. Buy something with our logo on it, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Send us a yes, picture. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you can find us basically everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean, we have Instagram now. We have one whole post, um, which is very exciting. We,
1: Instagram is we not a great place for podcasts to for live. For the
0: audio. Right.
1: But we didn't <laughs> right. want somebody else to have the URL. That's really the only reason to. we have
0: an Instagram. <laughs> so like we don't want someone else to be some rolls pod. Um, so yeah. So just follow us um, on all of the things. Um, thank you so much for being here uh, We'll have all of the links To all of the things in the description Of this podcast Kind of can't believe you agreed to be on here Thanks Oh it was <laughs> really fun honestly great. Responded to like a tweet that you had Where you are like hey promote your things And I was like sure I'll promote a thing but also It was good you got that right <laughs> under the radar You, you were wanna, like hey I was like do you want to also She's come on the woman. thing <laughs> Yes
1: um, yeah so uh, which is if wonderful. we could uh, we have a um, like a outro a, a, a phrase if you will yeah so that's how the cinema rolls and we Great. tend to have our guests say it so if yes. you would like to close us out that's how the cinema rolls incredible yay it just wow, sounds so
0: perfect. much better <laughs> what <does Jack> say? <laughs>